This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Drew brings it up. Final few seconds. Four to play. Drew leaning in. And a victory out of the jaws of defeat. Come Get back, to it. It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come back complete. Holiday. Oh, yeah. The hero. The pain of losing uh, a game like that, those lessons stick with you a lot more uh, than when you give up a lead and are still able to win it. So, um, you know, just the, just everything, you know, the execution, all those in-between plays. Um, obviously, you know, this one's, this one's going to stick with us for sure. Welcome on in, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Thursday. we got a great show planned. Ben Brown, Pro Football Focus, joins us later on. We'll do some combine stuff, give you some updated um, measurements or Kenny Pickett's hand size or 40 times or whatever we get during the course of the show today. We'll start with some hoops. we got a lot of college NBA. Joe, that comeback was wild last night. Miami, mm-hmm. I had him plus four and a half during the show yesterday. I was like, oh. Man, they're going to win it outright. And I, I I, turned off the game. I was like, they're up big, whatever. This, this is over. And then I, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, wait a second. Should I put this back on? Miami <laughs> outscored 21-6 to six in the last seven minutes of that game. Uh, you heard Duncan Roberts there on the loss. So he'd cover it. But the Bucks win. And you wake up this morning, and you have the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, all separated by three games. This is going to be fun. Uh, it will be, and it was remarkable what ended up happening with that comeback. It was like, how how did that happen? I mean, why would you jump in on the Milwaukee side? Maybe they're at home, maybe because they have the best player on the court. You're thinking that they, they can put something together, but it, it just happened so late. I mean, there was a point when it was plus 2,500 on the live line, and should it have gotten to that point? Was that a jump ball? I mean, that's a foul on Giannis, right? I mean, yeah. we can. How do you how do you call that? That that felt like a rec league, a bunch of kids going at it, where you just call everything a jump ball. I'm like, come on, dude, that that is absolutely foul. And I had no dog in that fight. I, I did not bet on that game. But yeah, you know, when you have a night like last night, and of course we'll get to your team in the Sixers, and the, and those two matched up. I know the thing is a lot of people want to see specific matchups once we get to uh, the final four in the Eastern Conference. You're not going to be able to go wrong. You can't. There's no way that we're going to sit here and complain about the conference semis because it is going to be phenomenal no matter what the final four is. Because, you know, if it's the Bulls, they're, they're kind of the fresh blood now. And right. it means they're playing well. There's just too many good teams in the East where it's going to be phenomenal basketball. And like I keep bringing up, is it, you know, they felt bad giving up a, a strong lead there at the end on the road against a tough team. But is it the worst thing to lose if you're gunning for that one or two? Is it the worst thing in the world if you're going to eventually avoid Brooklyn, if that's how it plays out? Because, uh, here comes KD tonight. He's back. Aaron, this is fun. The top of the Eastern Conference. And, and Joe's right. KD now is back in the mix tonight, healthy and ready to play again. So now that we've kind of moved the nets out of this, but th- they'll yeah. be heard from again. Oh, yeah. When you get KD back, that's a game changer. The thing that kind of stood out to me is the Cavs, man. They, they're faltering a bit. 
I was mm -hmm. high on them, or boy, Zach Price is high on them, but the Hornets just beat up the Cavs 119.98. Um, so, yeah, they've kind of trickled off here a little bit. Yeah, they have. Uh, and they're kind of, there's a, now a gap kind of forming between the top four oh, and then oh. five and six. Like the Celtics and Cavs, they're kind of in their own stratosphere. And that feels like Milwaukee, Miami, Chicago, Philadelphia. They're a little. They're pulling away a little bit last night. See, I see. I would put Chicago in in the the tier you just mentioned before that. I yeah. Even though they're up there with the wins, you think I, they'll like, fall back? Like the odds, I agree with the odds. Yeah, that they would be in that second tier. Yeah. Well, their point differential is interesting. You look look at their point differential. I mean, it's, they've won all those buzzer beater games. I mean, they're winning by one or two or whatever. It's right. it's the worst of that group. I mean, by a significant margin. Um. Boston actually has the best point differential in the Eastern Conference, five plus five point four. Miami four point seven. Then you go to the Cavs and Bucks three and a half. Sixers two and a half. Though their team is changing now, obviously we'll get to that. And then the Bulls are plus one point nine. Joe, their point differential tells you they're like they're six or seven in the East. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we know about the schedule coming up. Right. So I, it's kind of like what we expected after the trade deadline. And you look ahead and you see the tough schedule with the Bulls and you knew the Cavs weren't going to be able to keep that up. Not that we were projecting uh, the Celtics move for the last couple of months, but it kind of feels like, you know what, by the time you play the full season, it's going to be exactly what we expect. It's going to be Miami, Philly, Milwaukee in some order. Then it's then it's probably going to be Boston, Chicago. I it's probably like what the odds have right now. Yeah, and the matchups are going to matter. Like we we can't we won't know it until the last week of the season, but the matchups will matter when we get to the playoffs. The Sixers last yeah. night kind of close early. They pull away late. They cover the ten and a half. Harden last night put up twenty six nine nine close to the triple double. Let's hear uh, James Harden making life easier mm -hmm. for Joel Embiid here. I continue to tell Joe, he's just so used to like just dribbling up and having to go one on one, um, which he's great at, you know, but I try to you know, make it the game easier for him in the sense of like, all right, you give me the ball, you know, whenever you feel like, you know, whenever the game slows down or whatnot, and I can get you some easy ones so you don't have to go against a defender every single time. You can get your shot, um, your little, you know, 15, 18 footer, or you're able to just get a layup. And the more we can figure that out and, and get that, you know, more times than not, I think uh, it's going to be difficult because then we create so much indecision. Now our shooters are getting shots. Now everybody's eating. So uh, that's a process, man. But, um, you know, we're, we're in a good space right now. So first three games are easy peasy for the Sixers, right? It's it's uh, it's Wolves, six, uh, Knicks, Knicks. But now they get a little challenge. Friday night, the Cavs. And then Saturday, they're in Miami. And that'll be a back-to-back -back for the Sixers. So, We'll start knowing more, but so far, I mean, I don't think they could have asked for anything better than this start. See, my approach to Philadelphia isn't exactly what everybody else is or most are going to do and talk about those big two. And, and it has worked and they've gelled and uh, it's been phenomenal, right? Um, especially when they took over it later on in that game. But when we talked about the trade deadline and making the move for Harden, what you would have to give up. And Joe G, your stance was, Drawing the line at Maxi, Maxi as your three right now. Look at what he's doing. I, I know nationally, you guys are talking about it every single day, but I know nationally people aren't talking about it as much. How impactful that is, and those two teams that at the top of the East that won last night between Milwaukee and Philadelphia. This feels maybe I'm just getting a little uh, overzealous here, but it feels like playoff basketball. 
the big three on each team is what's taking over. In the Milwaukee game, it was Giannis, Middleton, Holiday, all scoring at least 25 points. And exactly the same thing with your Sixers last night. And, you know, Maxi, it's there is some experience. Maybe that's a bit of a concern, but you have those other two dudes. I, I, I wonder by the end of this season if we're going to be putting Maxi into a, a big three conversation. We might. He's almost shooting 50, 40, 90 as a 21-year-old player. I mean, he's at 47, 40, and then like 87. I mean, he's mm-hmm. He's been really good. Aaron, the Sixers win by 15. It's like the first three games, just cover, cover, cover. They're not, they're not sweating at all right now. No, can't believe it. They're 3-0 and with James Harden and Joel Embiid on the floor together. It's just... It's just crazy to see Harden bouncing around on all these teams, and now he's happy, they're gelling, things are working well, and hopefully they keep it up. Yeah, they're fun right now, and they're still plus 320 to win the East. The odds are, are, are tight, as you would imagine. Uh, in the West last night, a couple of, like, just one almost upset, and then one one happened. I mean, the Thunder were getting 15 and a half against the Nuggets, Aaron, the Thunder Dude. win that came out right. It was plus 900. Yo, my seven legger. Uh, Come no. on. <laughs> I only put a dollar on it. I'm not that mad. But what are you doing? Jokic, that's my guy. He couldn't even save his team. Didn't see that one coming. They were minus 1,200, guys. Minus I, 1,200 I, to lose that game. I didn't want to say anything, but I just – not this specific game. I didn't know which one or multiple ones it was going to be, but it just felt like okay, we've had a couple days. All the favorites are winning. It's not going to. It's it's going to stop, and and it stopped there. Only the it Cavs, stopped with though. Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It was like okay, which ones of these are 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 just going to shock? No, the Cavs. Cavs no was sense. the shortest minus one sixty two money line. The minus yeah. twelve hundred with the Nuggets. Now that one surprised. Now, I mean, well, what that was, it's just like, that's a once, once a year game. They mm-hmm. missed 34 threes. You're, you, you can play that game a hundred more times and that's not going to happen again. They missed 34 threes. Was that a, yeah, that was a franchise record. Most misses in oh, a game. That so nuts. that, I mean, that truly explains what happened. They, they had to miss 34 threes for Oklahoma city to pull off that upset. Yeah, it, it, that's I mean, that's remarkable. And then the Jazz Rockets, I mean, the Jazz fall apart at the end. They get overtime, they, they figure it out, and they win the game. But Houston covers the the overtime, uh, the 15. So we almost had two of those big ones in the Western Conference last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly to pivot to college here, Auburn escapes. They get out in overtime against Mississippi State. Ooh. Creighton upsets UConn. The 80 to ones there on UConn, which were out there in, in terms of um, winning a national title, probably still out there. But 80 to one. UConn to win a national title. They've been one of those teams we kind of had our eye on the last few weeks. They get upset by Creighton. And um, Texas A&M upsets Alabama. The last week, Joe, of the regular season is always strange in college basketball. Like this last weekend or so, you get the rivalry game, Carolina-Duke on Saturday. But it's like I, – I always wonder with some of these teams, are they looking forward to March, the tournament, the conference tournament? It's, you, you see these that last couple games. So you get someone gets picked off here or there. Yeah. How you feeling? Four and three last seven, one overtime win, one overtime loss. Auburn. Auburn. Not great. Doesn't feel like they're trending the right way. I know these are all tough games, conference games, one of the uh, toughest conferences in the country. But, man, yeah, you start off 10-0 and 0 in the conference, and then it just feels like they're, they're really faltering here. I do wonder what's better for them. As someone holding a 40-to-1 ticket on them, 
going to the you know the SEC championship game, having a big run next week, getting back on track, or to be better if they just got knocked out in the first or second day and they like kind of regroup mm-hmm. and have some time off. I, I don't know what's better. It's it's, it's been yeah. a long season. Sometimes too much rest and stuff can also hurt you in these right. situations. I'd say the first option making a run getting (laughs) yeah i like that you're fresh you know you got momentum i don't know about the extra time off and rest that scares me a bit what are they going to be a two is that is that the the feeling a two seed well if they're an early out are they i don't know about that you think they fall to a three line i'm i'm just saying that if it's okay in the last month, it ha- it's been their worst basketball of the season. And, right. and, and they're an early out in the conference, which means somebody else in there is going to win. Uh, maybe it's one of those other top teams we've been talking about. Uh, how, how, many, how many SEC teams are going to be at the very top, are going to be on that one or two line, you know? So you've yeah, got it's... Auburn, Kentucky. Right. Could, could they fall to three? Right now, they're at the top of the two, okay? I, I think that's fair. But could they fall to the top of the three? Yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah, their resume is interesting. And obviously, if they do well in the SEC tournament, it could go the other way. But for as much as I think it's fair to say they've struggled lately, right? They've lost three of their last seven games. So if it's four and three, mm-hmm. you mentioned, Joe. You look at their season. They have four losses this year. They have a loss at Tennessee by five, by one at Florida, overtime at Arkansas, and double overtime against Connecticut. Like – you flip one or two things. We're talking about a one or un- one loss or undefeated could. team. Like they've been really close to winning every game they've played. You know what else could drop them to a three is, uh, or, or in addition to an early out, Tennessee winning because then Tennessee right. might be a two. Sure. You know, and then you're not going to have. Are you going to have three SEC teams on the one and two line? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, the conference matters, right? That that is true. So. Uh, and then Florida, Texas A&M upset Alabama last night. Florida State beats Notre Dame. I don't. If, I wonder oh, if I get yeah, better odds at my Notre Dame. I remember I tailed our guest, oh, both yeah. Marquette and Alabama. Both. I had a bad day yesterday. <laughs> How about that Rutgers finish against Indiana? I'm like, wait, are we going to have a fight here in the in the final seconds? Like at first, it looked like a swing, but upon further review. Uh, near the bench, I, I don't think it. I don't think it was a full-on swing, but uh, Ron Harper Jr. I mean, that's why I'm just always so high on that team. I mean, you got a player like that; he just does a pull-up three. He takes a bow on the road at Indiana to win the game. I mean, that that was great theater. So Lunardi's latest bracketology. This was, I believe, updated before last night. Uh, let me make sure I got the date on this. This was updated March 1st at 7.45 a.m. So we're talking about two days ago. He had Rutgers as one of the last four in. 18 mm. wins now for Rutgers. They have a lot mm. of good wins. Yeah, I would. So it's going to come down to the conference attorney for them, right? Yes. That's what how, my, how many wins then. do they need? Yeah. They're Man, I want to see them in. Line. I want to see them in. Me too. Yeah. I, I do too. They got them on the 12 line playing like that uh, that opening game. To get in, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford, it's BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. We'll look at conference tournament futures up next right here on BetQL Daily. 
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.